Welcome to Eurovision Song Context. This is a podcast that tries to get to the bottom of what makes a Eurovision submission successful. I'm Bradley, and we're having a holiday party this episode, celebrating the artists we know will be participating at Eurovision 2024. I'm joined by Mike from the EuroWhat podcast, Zoe from the Eurovisionaries Project, Margarita, who listeners will remember from last November's Barbie episode, and Cinziana from last December's Angels episode. We'll talk about Belgium's Musti, Cyprus's Silacapsis, France's Sleman, Greece's Marina Sati. We'll also have a virtual secret Santa gift exchange, which you can see by scrolling through the show notes to find the album, at eurovisionsongcontext.fireside.fm or by looking in your episode description. Welcome everyone to the Eurovision Song Context holiday party. And uh, first we will start with Mike McComb from the EuroWhat. Yes, hello. Uh, happy to be here, everybody. Uh, I'm Mike McComb. I'm one of the hosts of the You're What podcast. I am from the Chicago office. And uh, yeah, uh, holidays, uh, it's the holidays. It's <laughs> all-encompassing sometimes. But uh, yeah, it's not particularly wintry in Chicago just yet. So it does. I'm still surprised that it is December. So um, yeah, this is kind of kickstarting the holiday season for me. Is it also kickstarting the Eurovision season for you? Normally it would be, but France really kind of pushed uh, up the start date this year. So, yeah, um, yeah, uh, we're we're easing out of our off season where we're doing uh, every other week episodes, kind of checking in on news uh, once in a while and also digging into uh, other topics that are Eurovision related. But uh, once January rolls around, we get back to our weekly news check-ins, watching all of the selection shows, and getting uh, ramped up for the contest in May. Excellent. Excellent. Zoe, we have also with us Zoe J from uh, such podcasts as last last month's episode, (laughs) so listeners will definitely remember Zoe. Please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm glad to be back so quickly. I'm Zoe. I'm originally Australian, but I'm based in Finland now so um that has really changed how i feel festively about christmas because in australia obviously christmas is hot but um since moving to finland i'm like oh i get why you have all the fairy lights and the the hot roast dinners and like want to stay inside and drink mulled wine and stuff in australia if someone offers you hot wine you're like god why like (laughs) please give me some cold wine um yeah, it, like the snow and the the dark lights and the fairy lights and everything, it just makes it much more like it's more the Christmas we were taught about on television and in books and stuff. So it's like, yeah, I get the vibe of this now. Do you miss anything about home? What would you normally be doing on December the 5th? Uh, in Hobart, it would probably be raining. Um, but I don't know, we have our own Christmas traditions. We like I would make pavlova with my family it's like giant meringue cake kind of thing and we i've never had a pavlova it's delicious pavlova i love pavlova Mm. that's excellent um and that brings us to cinziana listeners will remember as our angel wings christmas guest we talked about ticks and his wings exactly a year ago um please introduce yourself 
Hi, nice to meet you. I am Sanziana. I am from Romania. Uh, I am from uh, a small a small town in the mountains, but right now I live in Constanza at the seaside. I am very nice to be here back again. As you can see, I already have I don't know my Christmas tree. Uh, I will look. Is that a high heeled yes. shoe? Uh, yes, it is a high heel shoe. Okay. Let me show it. You've got two of them. You got a pair. Oh, this is amazing. Yes. And I have a dress. I have uh, many decorations that are not uh, uh, the traditional ones because I like uh, to, uh, to put in the Christmas uh, tree uh, precious uh, metals and um, sparkling uh, bubbles and sparkling uh, uh, items, toys. Uh, as you can see, shoes, little shoes, little dresses, uh, tiny uh, dolls. Uh, me and my son, uh, we are uh, very enthusiastic about uh, making the Christmas tree. We enjoy it very much. We have uh, the tradition to make the tree uh, the night before San Nicolas. Uh, uh, ah, okay. which, is, which is yesterday, it was yesterday. San Nicolas was yesterday. Who puts presents in our um, the shoes. You know, we, oh. uh, yes, we have a tradition here uh, on uh, the morning 6th of the December. Uh, we find yes. if we uh, are uh, nice and good kids, we find the presents in our uh, shoes. And uh, oh. the night before San Nicolas Day, yes, uh, we make the Christmas tree. But this year we made uh, this um, uh, Sunday because uh, I have... Uh, uh, a busy time at work now. I'm preparing an art ex exhibition for the holiday with my students. And um, this is why we made it uh, a little bit earlier, two days on uh, uh, Sunday. Okay, because you're an expert on like iconography and Christian yes. iconography mm -hmm. and angels. Yes. I was, I am, don't move your camera. I don't want to see it because I'm just going to imagine what's there. And I'm imagining that your tree for listeners, I realize we're on audio, so this is not helpful. However, I can just see like the middle third of a tree and I'm going to imagine what's on the top of that tree. And I'm imagining that there's the most amazing angel on the top of that tree. It is not uh, an angel because the top of the tree is a bit weird. Uh, you know, it, this is not a natural tree. It's a plastic yeah, okay. tree because I don't like yeah. uh, to cut the trees, the natural trees, you know. And uh, the top is a bit uh, weird, but I have top, uh, an angel topper. Uh, just yeah. a moment. I asked my son to... Or bring uh, if, it, if an angel comes out of the top of the frame, I'm going to be. It is. That's what's about to happen. There's there's an angel that's about Look. to come out of the. This is our. Uh... <gasps> wow. <laughs> that is impressive. Um, yes. That's a very. We are looking at a very fluffy wing. We're looking at a, at a downward yes. cast. It's like a, very it's fluffy. a bit taller than a Barbie. This one. And uh, I made this uh, for him uh, or her. Uh, I added a bit of uh, gold uh, lace here. It's, yeah. This is. I like uh, that you said him or her because I, I remember that angels say. don't have don't have gender from no, our from no, our. No. Yes. Don't the have. Angels are genderless. Yes. Uh, speaking of Barbie, we have Margarita Giambattista, yes. who is on our Barbie episode. So just to lean right into that, Margarita, where are you? Where are you? What's going on with you? Hi, everybody. Okay, good question. What's going on with me? So I, where I'm from, I'm from Canada. 
I do now live in Italy, but right now I'm back in Canada for the holidays. So I've been doing a bit of traveling in that sense. Um, in terms of the holiday season, Canada definitely has the stereotypical holiday season, the holiday weather. Today was not our first snow of the season, but it was our first significant snow of the season. The first time we had to go to the car, take the snow off, warm it up early, the whole shebang. So that's how my day's been so far. <laughs> but it's lovely to be back. Thank you for having me. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm soaked. And uh, I should note that Margarita is also a, an Italian Canadian who speaks Italian, right? That's useful. Okay. Yes. Um, it's helpful. So I really quick question. We are going to accomplish two things. One, we're going to talk about the artists that will be for sure competing in Eurovision 2024. We've got a slate of four artists, plus maybe an optional discussion about ESCZ. Um, and we also have a gift exchange. This, a not real gift exchange, a virtual gift exchange. So uh, just for listeners and actually also for the group, are North Americans the only people that have secret Santa slash white elephant? Zoe, do you, is this a thing that happens in Australia? Oh, we make white secret Santa bigger. here also. My son also has at school this uh, thing, Secret Santa. He does with uh, okay. his colleagues. Yes. May it is borrowed, I think, is borrowed, but uh, we do this for a long time. Is it? Do you receive a thing that you like or a thing that you don't like for Secret Santa? Because, as I understand it, with Secret Santa, you get a gift that you might like. And there's a similar thing called White Elephant, where you give someone a gift that you didn't want to receive from last year. I don't know about the White Elephant yeah, okay, tradition, okay. I don't know, but it's funny. Fine. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yeah, it's just a way yeah, to pass on a gift you didn't want. Zoe, are you, are you used to any of these traditions? Yeah, both of them. Um, I assume we adopted it eventually from the US or the UK or somewhere, but we have both forms. So you can know who you're giving a gift to and um, get them something you think they'll actually like, or you can just get rid of the thousands of candles you got in last year's Secret Santas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I always get candles. I don't, I'm not a candles person. People give me a lot of candles and I don't know how to politely say, please give me literally anything else. <laughs> please don't no. ever buy me candles. I just, I don't want my house to burn down. Oh, okay. Prudent. I thought it might be like the smelliness, right? Because um, we've relocated to the States and everything smells like something now. I don't know. Mm. Mike, is there something you would not want to receive for a secret Santa gift? I think it's a the thought that counts. Uh, and um, yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm sure I could find some use for it. And I mean, if, if it's something that I don't actually want, again, it is something that I can pass on to somebody who may want it. So uh, there is there is that aspect to it. White elephant makes me very uncomfortable. Like it, there just seems to be a mean spiritedness about it that I don't really respond to. But like the secret Santa thing, I feel like there's a little bit more thought that goes into it because you are doing that for a specific person, usually, at least in my experience. Yeah, I feel like White Elephant is like an office phenomenon where you don't know the people that well and you also don't care about them. So you just mm -hmm. get something from a closet, you know, I don't know. It's yeah, it's mean on any number of 
You get you you pick an anonymous thing to give someone you don't know that well that you didn't like. I don't know. Margarita, any thoughts? I keep saying it in the Italian way. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I like it the Italian way. Whatever works for you. Okay. (laughs) Both. both. It's fine. I like both. So uh, we definitely have that in Canada. We definitely have both. I will say for white elephant, I feel like we can do good gifts or not as good gifts. That being said, I have had the experience of the group not understanding whether it was supposed to be decent gifts or less decent gifts. And that's been not a nice experience. Uh, for example, at my school, we did that because it's the same thing. Maybe you have a class of 30 people where you know some people, but you want the teachers want everyone to feel included. So we do that kind of white elephant gift exchange thing. Um, and I remember we did it and everyone had decent gifts, a lot of Tim Hortons t- uh, gift cards, stuff like oh. that. And I remember opening the one that I picked out and it was like a tissue box cover. I I still don't really understand what it was, but it was very, it was enough that I didn't understand what it was, that kind of gift, which makes sense for a lot of white elephants. But I think the teacher took pity on me and gave me a gift card too after. So clearly my class was not on the same page. Tim Horton's gift card. I'm just imagining you in the corner while someone else opens up a Tim Horton's (laughs) gift card. Yeah, it was a lot of, yeah, candles, mm -hmm, stuff like that. And then I was like, oh, a tissue box holder. Hmm. I'm a North American. I've only heard of Tim Hortons. Can you please explain briefly why it's amazing? It's 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 a, it's a restaurant. It's a it's a family style restaurant. Am I right? So, uh, yeah, it's kind of like a cafe. It's become very controversial in Canada because a lot of Canadians associate our identity with this one cafe chain named after a hockey player. Um, a oh, lot of Tim Hortons was an actual person. He's a he was an actual hockey player that started up oh, the chain. Great. Yeah. So now. It's a lot of people associate it and compare it to Starbucks, but it's quite a different experience. I say Starbucks is a little bit more expensive, a lot more frills, whereas Tim Hortons is a lot more down to earth, standard, pour over coffee. They're changing that up a bit, but it's the go to. I have a 15 minute break from work. I got to pick up a coffee and a donut and get going. Something easy, simple. You can bring your family and it's become part of the Canadian identity. So we, we get a lot of gift cards over Christmas. <laughs> I'm well, from Detroit originally. And uh, so Tim Hortons has started to creep into like United States a little bit. And uh, I was I, on the lookout for it in Chicago. Like, I don't think they've made it here quite yet. But when I was in Madrid, uh, like four or five years ago, turned the corner from the Airbnb that we were staying at. And there was a giant Tim Hortons there. And it's like, what? Why is this here? (laughs) And and I can't get it in Chicago. This seems unfair. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's randomly started popping up. There's like one in the UK, one in Spain. Tim Hortons is doing what it feels is best. So good for the Spaniards. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So this white elephant slash secret Santa gift exchange has taken a turn because This was inspired by a Eurovision group that went to Turin. We all met each other in Turin. And then the next year we said, oh, should we exchange cards or gifts? And then someone in the group pointed out, oh, well, that's like a big um, ask on the shipping, right? And it's like really terrible for our uh, carbon footprint. So let's not do that. Um, And then we thought we came up with any number of other ways to do it and it just didn't work. So... We have today just got JPEGs, the, the, the most carbon-friendly thing ever. We've all found a JPEG of something we would buy for each other. 
And then if you like it, you can keep said JPEG, maybe print it on your printer. And if you don't, it goes right. It's very um, eco-friendly. I got everyone two gifts that because I know you, but you don't know each other. So I got everyone two specific gifts, and then we're just going to exchange gifts randomly. So I am going to start now um, with my gift to a specific guest, and then we'll do a, a different, then we'll have that person exchange a gift, and then we'll talk about Belgium's Musti. So, Sinziana. Yes. I am giving you Bradley 5. This is a replica of the Ryan Gosling Barbie white fur coat. So if you've seen the Barbie movie, this is the coat that Ryan Gosling was wearing. And I am giving this to you because it is a copy of Ticks. <laughs> you remember my opinion about Ticks? <laughs> yes, I <laughs> But I actually like the, the, the copy of the coat. Really? You yes, like the coat? Yes, okay. Yes. I, why and not? if you if you I wore I wear mostly black, so why not? <laughs> maybe well, in when, that maybe case... for the Christmas uh, no no uh, New Year's Eve, no? <laughs> well, if you if you don't like this, I've got you a different choice, which is the next image, which is another copy. Um it's another Barbie oriented thing. I realize Barbie is not Eurovision, but I feel that the sartorial decisions um, have enough in common that I'm going to I'm going to go with it. It is from the Met Gala, the Barbie Met Gala event, and it is a pink long coat. It is leather or pleather. It's got, and I'm thinking you could wear this to Eurovision 2024. I, I think this is what you are going to Malmo in. You can take either gift. I like the pink coat better. Okay, because, okay, just... uh, because um, <laughs> the only accent color I wear sometimes is fuchsia. I mostly wear uh, very uh, neutral or may maybe most black or uh, dark brown, dark uh, blue. But I have uh, one shirt that is very bright uh, uh, fuchsia and uh, some accessories that are, I like, I like fuchsia. I, I like to see that color. So I um, okay. chose the pink. I am learning so much about you right now. <laughs> like, I also hadn't foreseen this, but just for the record, a replica of this coat can be bought for $184.99. So this might also serve as, as a gift guide in case any of you are running short on Christmas <laughs> ideas. And the Tix coat can be had for a very reasonable $174.99. I'm saying... So, Cinziana, it is your turn to give randomly selected Mike a gift. I like the hoodie. Yes. Okay, Mike, your gift is from is called Cinziana 2. Oh, that is a nice looking hoodie. I like hoodies very much. <laughs> I think most of the people would love the, a hoodie. I don't know. Tem, the team hoodie is something nice and useful. Yeah, yeah, and I, I am definitely team hoodie on this. So, uh, and yeah, and this, uh, and it looks like it's it bunches up nicely, which is what I really like. In it's hoodie. boxy. So, uh, it's yes, nice, nice fitting. I wear yes, so. hoodies very, very, uh, very uh, a lot. I wear hoodies in the winter. Excellent. Excellent. Um, well, thank you. <laughs> It is lovely. It's um, it's a United Kingdom Liverpool hoodie in in um, 
Bordeaux, I'm going to call it Bordeaux, with some very nice um, kind of rugby accents along the uh, along the arms. It's I like the color I found that burgundy, uh, dark burgundy is very uh, it's very rich color, and uh, I think it goes well with uh, the uh, Christmas theme. All right, we have exchanged two gifts, and that brings us to actually talking about Eurovision. Belgium's moose theme. Margarita, how do you feel about it? And then anyone can just jump in, maybe Zoe. So I listened to, what I did for the artists was I went through on YouTube and played their most popular song. Uh, I must say, for the song that I heard, I really liked his sound. He kind of reminded me, I hope I'm not the only one, I hope I'm not going crazy here. I kind of got Sam Smith vibes. I thought he had a nice tune, a way to sort of like capture you in with a beautiful voice. I think he's got a lot of potential. Any thoughts, Zoe? Yeah, I was going to say maybe Moby is um, like, he's a slightly more upbeat, dancey Moby, but like I got, I mean, Moby's also dancey. I don't know. But yeah, I I really liked him. I intended to listen to just like one of each of their songs, but I liked Musti so much that I've spent the afternoon just listening to his entire back catalogue. So <laughs> I'm a big fan. I think it, I mean, it'll depend what song he actually releases, but I think he will send something solid. Yeah. He's, um, I saw kind of his, it's me, I'm going to Eurovision video. And Mm. it was, um, it was really charming. And all of the songs seem like eminently Eurovision friendly that he's already got. Like, I feel like he can just, you know, knock this out in his sleep. Not that he would want to do this, but um, I don't know that it's going to be a giant leap music-wise for him to produce a, a Eurovision song. Yeah, and very consistent with the stuff that Belgium sends in general, similar to Loic and um, some others, like some of their most recent stuff, that kind of like edgy dance, slightly dark kind of dance pop stuff. yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I did a similar uh, strategy as you, Margarita. Of um, I, I went through Spotify and listened to like the most streamed tracks. Um, I wasn't as fond of it I, when he was first announced. I uh, listened to his catalog and was like, "Oh yeah, this is fine." But like listening closely to the songs, it's I don't know. Like it lyrically, it was kind of like bedroom poetry, and I, I'm <laughs> worried about. I don't know. Like, I, I think it's an interesting sound. Uh, I, I think the lyrical content, I'm hopeful that there's going to be a team working on this and it's not going to be kind of the first draftness of it that, that I wasn't really responding to. But I do agree with you, Zoe, that uh, this is kind of of a piece with what Belgium has been doing. And I think that this is a step in the correct direction. I think it just like there just needs to be a solid team behind it and not just one person mm-hmm. calling the shots. And I think, I think, I think Belgium's in a good spot. Excellent. Excellent. Cinziana, any thoughts on Musti? Yes. I, unfortunately, I, you know, I am very, hon- a very honest uh, person. Uh, last time I made uh, um, a lot of comments like cliche, easy music, you know, something like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I know this is me. Uh, and this time I want to, I want it to be, we accept you. Come at us. We want. We want your honesty. Yes. Um, uh, this time I uh, listened uh, to P 
pieces uh, from uh, each uh, of those artists with my son. My son uh, actually study uh, professional music. Uh, he is uh, 12 years old and um, he plays piano. Uh, uh, and funny thing, uh, after we uh, listened to all the artists, he answers me, um, mom, Mommy, because he uh, uh, tells me, Mommy, Mommy, uh, in these days, uh, people don't make good music anymore. This is an Ouch. opinion of a 12-old child, unfortunately. You know? But okay. Okay. Uh, let's uh, talk about uh, Mustu. Uh, first, I enjoyed the visuals because I yes. am a visual person. I work with visuals and visuals art. I like the visuals. Uh, he can do better uh, also on visuals, but he have to do much, much better on the music because in my opinion, it's not really uh, actually bad, but it's, it's not original. You know, I have a problem okay. with original originality. And uh, after uh, I uh, uh, listened to with my son, uh, all these artists, we search on YouTube on uh, previous years on other artists. Mommy, they are all the same. You know? <laughs> yes, it is a cliche. Unfortunately, this is, uh, I am the boogeyman. Okay? Tonight I am the boogeyman. No, yes, the boogeyman. Oh, no, it's I, a ghost. I am, it's I am a ghost, very, a ghost of I like to, I, <laughs> Yes. Too similar um, to the last one. I like the visuals. He looks well on the uh, screen. The background was nice. Uh, the black and white, uh, I think, complements him. Uh, on the uh, video, I saw Alien and uh, I saw Alien and the uh, Skyline. Uh, and I listened. But I hope uh, he will work better uh, for the, the competition. And I wish him yeah. uh, good luck. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yes, you're like a little, a little bit naff, but good luck with that. Yes, good luck uh, because he he has pot has potential. We all have uh, yeah. a big uh, potential if we work harder. Oh, yes, yes, we do. Okay, so I'm going to go to share screen now, and it is now time for a pause so that I can give someone a gift. And Mike McComb, you you have a choice of two gifts. Let me see if I can find them. Pardon me. Don't go anywhere. Oh, yes. This is some more replica clothing because I fell down a hole. Um, you can either choose number one. Uh, these are both Fire Saga replica outfits. So this is Will Ferrell when he is arrested and it's a green track suit that he is like uh, handcuffed to a chair. I don't know. I'm sure everyone remembers this scene. You can take this track suit Mike McComb, or... Is it those pants? <laughs> no! I got you a Cliff Richard shirt. <laughs> you can have it. You can have it in white. This is actually... Yeah, I, I actually Googled Cliff Richard shirt, and I only came up with T-shirts screen printed with Cliff Richard, con like, concert... Like, a concert shirt for Cliff Richard... And I was like, right. no. So then I had then I had to Google Austin Powers shirt, <laughs> which led me which led me to a site called Goth and Rock, 
And oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. You can either have Lars's outfit from from Fire Saga, the green tracksuit, or you can have this amazing thing that looks, it's a little bit interview with a vampire, but it's definitely very Eurovision, either with Cliff, Cliff Richard or maybe someone else. It's got a Victorian certain je ne sais quoi. Again, there will be a um, slideshow that, that listeners can see all of these items. Uh, but yeah, you could have it in black or, or black or white, really. You'll so have which shirt. item? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and, and the model and the model for this shirt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's the opposite person who should be wearing this shirt. So, oh, goodness. Um, well, well, thank you, Bradley. Um, let me, <laughs> taking a closer look at the uh, the tracksuit. Um, yeah, because there's an interesting pattern on the green tracksuit. Like, it's uh, kind of Tetris blocks or like Minecraft uh, in a way. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. This this is it's, it's a little bit choice. it's a little bit like Stella McCartney for Adidas or something. It's like a luxury tracksuit for me. It's a lux luxury. Yeah, it's it's a nice tracksuit, to be fair. Yeah. Like like I think the tracksuit would be something that would be comfortable to just kind of lounge around the house on like a like a rainy Sunday afternoon and just uh, curling up under a blanket and watching movies. <laughs> and I, I think that's kind of the vibe that I'm going for for like this holiday season. So I think I'm going to go with the tracksuit. Oh. oh, the Cliff Richard Austin Powers, like Victorian. Well, I don't even know what those little fluffy things are down the down the chest. But yeah, it got rejected. Fine, fair enough. I I just I don't know where I would be able to wear that. Uh, like <laughs> performing I, I at Eurovision. I, yeah, that that would work, but I'm thinking just day to day where um I, I feel like I'd have to answer a lot of questions at the grocery store. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm suddenly wondering what this very chiseled model with a uh he's he's very pale, he's got some definite cheekbones. He definitely needs to eat something like a sandwich, maybe, I don't know. And he's got like a it's it's something short of a pompadour, but it's very impressive. I I you know, suggest that listeners go and look at the album. Excellent. Mike, it is now your job to give a gift to Zoe. All right. Uh, Zoe, I would recommend uh, the file labeled uh, Mike.jpg. Okay. I love it. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is a phone case uh, with an illustration from uh, Ben Morris of Conchita Verst uh, in a red dress and, uh, yeah, just in all Conchita glory. And... Uh, yeah, Ben Ben Morris is an illustrator based out of the UK uh, who's been uh, I started blogging about Eurovision in 2011 and he started doing this uh, illustration project called Euro Mini Pops uh, at about the same time. And he goes through every uh, Eurovision season and does these drawings of each act selected to compete. And. Yeah, there's just a wit about his design, and yeah. it, it's very geometric, uh, I find, which I, I really respond to. Like, I, I just love the design of this. Uh, I also Kinshita love the figure. design. I like, it's very mm. clean. It's very, yes, it's yes, very good at the design. Yeah, yes. but it very clearly looks like Conchita. It's, mm. There's no, like, doubt about who it is. It's clearly her. I love it. My phone is too old for, like, this model, but I'm sure I can... I'll just buy a new phone. It's fine. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think uh, uh, the image also has a link to where you can get it yeah. on uh, Redbubble. Uh -huh. And I, nice. I, uh, yeah, if if you can't find the uh, 
the model that you need, I may have it. I have, I've, I've purchased a couple of versions. Um, oh my gosh. So yeah, I like, have one right here in my hand. So oh. <laughs> highly, highly recommend. And yeah, his, his designs are incredible. Uh, he's also done uh, Sam Ryder wrapping paper. Um, <gasps> Cute. That, yeah, I can drop that link in the chat and um, yeah. It, oh, it's there will be links. A lovely, a lovely aesthetic and, uh, and his work is, just gets better uh year after year so uh it, even if you don't uh purchase any of uh his designs uh, he does share them on facebook uh throughout eurovision season and it's a great follow and such a joy i feel like this accessory would make you a lot of friends or cause a lot of confusion which is to say that you would have to explain you know either you're going to go to the grocery store or be at your tim hortons and somebody's going to be like oh my gosh you like conchita and you'll be like yes i do and then it's going to be a future lifetime friendship, or you're going to have to explain about the glory that is Kinshida. This is a great gift. This is a great gift. And I'm sure- Yeah, thank you. All of, all of mine, I left the URLs in the image if you care to go look, um, but you can probably, there. there's a URL on this one to go find it. And if not, um, you know, Google image search. Okay. Next, we are going to talk about Cyprus's Cilia Capsis. Uh, Zoe, what did you think? I think she's too young to understand what decade her music videos are filmed in. That's oh, that's, that's such a mean thing to start by saying. I like her songs, they're fine, but I watched this one called Disco Dancer and I watched the music video and because she's quite young, she's like 16. The music video has her standing in a living room with her friends in this quite like 60s aesthetic living room like with wood paneling television and they've got big hair and sort of floral outfits and stuff but then she's watching the, on the television which is black and white but all the dancers on the television are wearing like cargo pants and bucket hats and so there's just this so she's singing about like this 70s disco kind of thing but she, her temporalities are in the 90s and the 60s and it was very confusing for me i there was too much going on and so I forgot to actually listen to the music. Okay. Margarita, any thoughts? So I would say my thoughts are very similar. I think she has a target audience and she definitely caters that music to her target audience. I also watched the video Disco Dancer and I could see the appeal for maybe like young girls. It there's another song that she has called No Boys Allowed. I think that's like a May Muller. It's like a May like Muller. Is it a May Muller target audience? Yeah. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say her music reminded me a lot, at least in vibes, maybe not necessarily in sound, but at least in vibes of Blanca, Poland from this year, or maybe mm. Brooke, Ireland from last year. That sort of, right. I'm going to be a sexy girl dancing on stage and I don't care what you think about it. Uh, kind of kind of vibe, which is a vibe. And Eurovision has that. We can argue Eurovision needs that, but it I don't think it's gonna get the mass appeal of the viewers unless she changes up her look, changes something up. She is an amazing dancer though. I will say mm -hmm. I appreciated the choreography. Her most viewed video on her YouTube channel is her doing choreography. So if she can incorporate that, that will definitely be a great addition to the act, but I think she's someone to watch because I'm curious to see what she has to offer. But at least in terms of what she has so far, I'm not 
convinced on her mass appeal. Hmm. Sintiana, thoughts? Uh, well, I think um, she has time to grow and to mature, oh. mature uh, herself. And uh, we can talk then. Right now, oh. yes, yes, because uh, she is very infantile, her uh, uh, music. Okay, Mike, thoughts? The fact that she's 16 just really puts her in such a tough position. Mm -hmm. Like, she can't be too young because otherwise it's going to read as junior Eurovision and people aren't going to take it seriously. But if she pushes too old, then it's either going to make people uncomfortable or they're just not going to believe the song is hers. And that's something that happens with a lot of the young artists that compete at Eurovision. Like, I think that was the problem with Victor this year for Greece. I think Destiny had that problem more with her 2020 entry than her 2021 uh, entry. But I think one thing that's going to be working in Celia's favor is uh, one of the songwriters for her entry is going to be Demetrius from the Dream Team. And they were the ones who worked with uh, Stefania from Greece in 2020 and 2021. So they have experience working with a younger uh, contestant and doing incredibly good work. So I'm hopeful, but like if, if Eurovision were held today, um, I, I think she would have a tough go of it. Yeah, I... By the time I got to these entries, you know, so like Musti, I was like, okay, I listened to Skyline and a lot of it was like um, some kind of um, word sausage maker. I don't know, you know, like there's not a, a clear through line in the lyrics that tells me a story. It's like relationship word sausage lyric song. And then, you know, yeah, his visuals were really... Um, strong, but he reminds me of a lot of stuff that gets churned out and ends up in middle middle Eurovision placement territory. This one I looked at and I sort of thought the same thing. Like I thought, okay, yeah, this is also a different kind of a sausage machine. This is like a May Muller, like a little bit like Margarita was saying, you know, who needs the boys? I can live without the boys kind of thing. Like monster, monster tennis shoe with a triangle bra. I, I don't know. But like a lot of this just does depend on who, what song she gets in the songwriter, doesn't it? But it does. I'm feeling a little bit Dua Lipa vibes, but Dua Lipa is like a very strong presence. I don't know. Like Dua Lipa is a real, it's just got like a lot of stage presence. So it is my turn again for a gift. And this is where we are, Margarita. I have gotten you one thing um, in multiple colors. Yeah. Ooh, okay. So I have big hopes for Got this my curiosity. one. Mm -hmm. These pants. So yes, I got the sequin pants. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're making my jealous right now. I, I, I feel like you're going to Malmo. I feel like that's going to happen. And <laughs> what better for Malmo than like, I, I mean, you can't really get ABBA replica pants. You can, but you wouldn't want to wear them. So I've gotten you these bell-bottom trousers that um, they've got sequins. These sequins have stripes, and you're definitely in future going to want to select the little the, the, the other um, thumbnails because they look like they move, move beautifully, and those stripes are going to, like, on different areas of your body, like... It's a look. It's a lot of look. You could get them in green. 
They've got a few like ombre effects. They've got a pink and orange pair. Like what color do you think? What color are you going to Malmo in? Wow, that's a good question. I am very much the same. We were saying earlier, I also wear a lot of neutrals. So I really need, I know, I know I'm wearing a white shirt right now. Right now I went crazy. I'm wearing jeans today and not all black and white, right? So I feel like I need some sort of, oh, it depends the night. If I'm looking to go wild, this emerald green is beautiful. The bright pink over there looks beautiful. But I feel like, am I the only one? If we get this in like a champagne or a black, Mm. like it becomes more elegant, I feel like I can dress them up, dress them down, depending on the color. Yes. No, it's hard to choose just one. Very, very nice. I like, oh, I like this. And depending yes, on, on color, you can uh, use uh, them uh, on many occasions. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I see there's one, there's a few pairs with a gradient. The gradient really intrigues me. I feel like it's the best mm. of both worlds, right? Maybe I'll go with the black and... Let's go with the black okay, and champagne. Okay, meet Olaf. I can make that work. Hello, Hello Olaf. Olaf. <laughs> He's a huge, so cute. huge cat. Huge. <laughs> okay. Merry Christmas, Olaf. That is a large boy. Yes. <gasps> I love him. Can you guys see my screen? Sorry. You can see my screen, yeah? Yes. 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 Okay, good. You can see my screen and Olaf. That's some kind and of Olaf, magic. Excellent. Of course. Olaf. <laughs> Excellent. You must be. <laughs> oh, oh, Olaf. Yeah. Yeah. That is a ginormous white cat. Ginormous. Ginorm- um, is a polar beer. <laughs> hey, Eurovision Song Context listeners. For technical reasons, we've had to split this episode into two. Carry on to the next episode to finish listening to our 2023 holiday party.